The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games Podcast Network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing folks over at patreon.com slash PSVG. Thank you to all of our Patreon producers, but especially Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw Barbody, Coach Mo, Dev Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Devin Tyus, again... I have his name twice. He's so great. We're going to thank him twice. Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, and newest arrival, Michael Masick. Thank you all for your donation. Uh, changes are coming to the Patreon, so heads up for that coming very, very soon. You'll see some announcements from Donnie and myself regarding that. But in case you're not a member, what do you get from supporting us on Patreon? Well, I'll tell you. Each month, you get exclusive episodes of PSVG DLC, the super long, super sized Coach Mo special just came out. Uh, you get Arca- Arcadia Academia. Uh, let's see. We have so many different things. We are now bored with everything. Uh, Seth has been doing the books for Geeks piece. Um, we have some other things coming down the pipeline. So just stay tuned for that. Oh, the Fast and the Furious retrospective, which we're getting ready to shoot episode three uh, next week. But you get all that stuff. You get access to our exclusive Patreon room in the Discord known as the Battle Pass if you're using that. And, of course, our undying love and eternal gratitude. So to get in on all the action help support us, Head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG. But now, on to this week's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to PSVG Prime, the flagship show of the PSVG Podcast Network. In fact, this show is so great, everybody, they literally named a podcast network after us, because we're that great. It is I, your host, Kevin, and with me, as always, the banana to my banana bread, Mr. Lucas Rose. Oh, very topical. Mm. Yes. Mm. I do like, I like a good banana bread, I have to say. so I do have to ask, in case you're not following in the Discord, Lucas Lucas is t- took in on baking as a hobby, apparently, which we, we have a question about that later, so we're not going to dive into it too deep, but I do have one question. Yes. Why so much banana? <laughs> because uh, I used to get banana for my protein shakes uh, to like thicken it up because I was using organic protein, or not organic, um, plant protein, which mm-hmm. is a completely different... Uh, texture from yeah. whey protein so i accidentally bought whey protein because i thought it would give me tummy troubles and uh it actually <laughs> hasn't really been a problem so now i had all these like leftover bananas that i decided to stop putting in the protein shake because it was just adding calories and the consistency was completely fine so i had all these leftover bananas and i'm like well time to start baking and i just like I like banana nut muffins, and so then I bought yeah. some to make to bake with, and then I had a bunch left over, and I don't know. Bananas yeah, are those done, things you, you just leave, you just have, you know, you just. Well, I, no, it's true. It's just it's funny because you've done like banana donuts like three times, and then banana bread today, and it's <laughs> yes. just like that's a, how many bananas do you? What are you Donkey Kong over here? Like, <laughs> yes, a little bit. Confused. Yes, I am a little bit Donkey Kong. I do, I do like, love banana bread though. They're my favorite. It's my favorite fruit. I can't. Can't okay. lie, so I'm not wrong with that. Banana bread, banana bread is near and dear to my heart. My my dad, every Christmas will make me a loaf of banana bread, and really? it's just something that like growing up as a kid, we'd have he'd make fresh banana bread uh, on 
Christmas Day, or you make them like the day before, or whatever. But you have them Christmas morning because my dad would just spend Christmas cooking like the whole day. Whether it was breakfast, we had people over breakfast, and people come over for lunch and dinner later on. But that was just kind of tradition. So even when I moved out, I would still go to my parents' house every Christmas morning uh, mm-hmm. to exchange gifts, bring my kids over. He would always still have a loaf of banana bread to give to me to take home. That thing. So that's always just been something that's always been with me. That's awesome. Um, forever. And I just I just slice a little piece off. And I'd actually like put it in the toaster a little bit, get a little bit crispy on the edges, Ooh. and then a little bit of butter on that bad boy. And, mm, you gotta have mm. butter. I mean, oh yeah, if you're not buttering it up, there's something wrong. It's true. It's true. So yeah, I appreciate the bananas, but I just noticed there was a lot of banana theme going on. It was. It was my first loaf today. First loaf. Uh, I I got scared. I got nervous. I I baked it too much. You can, you do that with cakes and breads. Mm. And, you know, I was like, oh, I don't want it to be doughy in the middle. Well, now it's a little too crusty. I'm little, doughy little in the crusty. middle, so. Yeah, me too. I get. Yeah, that's true. Did you pinch this loaf? <laughs> it cracked. <laughs> Sounds painful. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Well>, no. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, besides baking, how you doing? Oh, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm, do- doing, I'm right. doing pretty good. Yeah, still still doing this fitness thing and figuring all that stuff out. So it's been fun. But we'll yeah, you have to shame that. me about that when we talk about that. <sighs> so. You know. I'm in that, I'm in that, uh, what is it? What do we call it? Fit, get fit 2020 or something. Yep. 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 No, you're in there and it's just, Hey, hey, this will transition nicely into what we've been playing, but, uh, I have not gone back to ring fit. So since my mother-in-law was here, I've, I've broken the habit. Unfortunately, now part of it's laziness. Part of it is I've been doing more physical things I've had to do. Mm. Um, like yard work, moving stuff around, um, that freezer I talked to you about before we started recording, I had to lug that, you know, from the store into the car, from the car down the stairs into the basement. Um, the fridge is my project tomorrow to now get out of the basement to to have it disposed. Um, so I am still doing way more physical labor than I normally would, but I've been completely slacking on ring fit and haven't touched it now in, I think, two weeks. Well, you work out at, in the evening, right? Yes, typically that's what I do. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's pretty rough. I usually do around noon, and it, it's a little bit easier because then I don't have to worry about what I'm doing after that you know not at least not yeah. as much whereas if you're working all day then have to go do something physical then go and work out that's that's way worse so. that's and that's kind of the thing too like i could do technically i could do working out at any time because our my office has a gym like with trainers and stuff yeah so i think of the name they're like fitness coach trainer or whatever <laughs> it is but yeah we have them on site like so i could do a membership for that but then i was thinking like as i started doing this i'm like i feel dumb because i don't know what to do like, yeah. if I were to go into a gym, I'm like, well, I guess I'll ride this bike for a while. Yep. And then maybe I'll ride, do this machine. For, like, I would have no structure. Where, like, Ring Fit tells you, like, okay, this is what you're going to do. And you just do it. And then, plus, I find it weird working, stopping, getting all sweaty, and then going back to work. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'd want to work after that. Yeah, that would be rough, too. Right. And then my only alternative would be to, when I get up at 6 a.m., if I'm not editing a show or something like that, just to work out at 6 in the morning. Which who, I who wants to do that? Guess I could do that, but I really don't like wake up and then just immediately start working out. I'm like, I don't know about that either, but maybe I'll try that because nights really are are harder. And I think that's part of the thing is I'd rather just unplug. You know, I come home from work, hang out with the family, get the little one to bed, and then it's my time. Whether they're podcast or you know play video games, it's like, well, if I have to podcast, that's podcasting. But what if I want to play video games? Is Ring Fit the first thing I want to sit there and say I want to play? Yeah, no. But it's something I feel like I need to do. So maybe I'll try the mornings. Maybe. Maybe it'll feel like it's not taking away from your personal time. Because that would be a huge problem. For I mean, I'm only doing it successfully because I have nothing but time, really. So 
Well, you have a little one. You're not doing nothing. Uh, I know, nap. but I but mean, nap, I'm so at, you have the I am. I have the. I have the ability to stay home. And like you said, who wants to work out at work and then go back to work? And yeah, you could be sweaty at work in your job, and you're fine. Yeah, exactly. I could be in <laughs> the my kid sweatpants. doesn't care yet. She's too little, you know. Sweaty um, in my sweatpants and my sweatshirt. That's what it's there for. That's why it's named that way. Um, so I guess I'll just I'll just keep going. So I'm not playing Ring Fit Adventure, <laughs> but what I am playing, uh, I have been playing more Division Two, uh, which I know you've. Now, did you beat it when you played it, or did you stop at some point? So I stopped around, I feel like, level 20. I mean, I played a pretty good, um, at least like 10 hours, I would say. So okay, so. I, I have a rough idea of, of most of the goings-on of that game. Yeah. I'm really enjoying it. I'm just now running into these missions where sometimes, you know, they're longer missions. They're not always super quick. It's not like a 10-minute mission and some of these things. Like, it'll take yeah. you a good half hour, 40 minutes, depending on what it is. But I've exclusively played alone so far. And some wow. of these missions alone are getting a little bit hard or I'll make it to like near the end and I die. And then it's like, I don't want to do this whole thing again right now. And I put it down and play something else. And I'll come back to it like a day. So I, I really got to try and coordinate some time to play. But like everybody we know is playing on PC now. Like Donnie, Donnie bought the, the expansion for Division 2, but then returned it because like, well, Sean, Dev, and I think Garrett are all playing on PC. So it's like, so I, I, I returned the expansion. He's like, so you're not going to have that. Um, and I'm going to play on PC instead, which I was like, that's fine. But then I'm like, well, crap. I think everybody I know is playing on PC except for Josh, which our game time doesn't always link up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sean Capri said he would play on Xbox too. But Sean plays really late too because, I mean, he's in like Western Canada. So his time zone difference is way off too. So Josh, Josh plays too late for me. Actually, and Sean would play too late for me technically. It's just different time frames, but. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep playing it and just having some struggles because I'll hit this little bit of a wall where it's hard alone. That always stinks when you have this multiplayer game that you want to play and then you don't you can't figure out how to play with other people. I've had yeah. that on multiple games where I'm like, well, I don't even know. I, I might as well not even buy it because either nobody I know is buying it or I don't know anybody who I can play with in the same time zone. Exactly. And I mean, you can, you can match make here and, and like, you can play with them, but I don't want to like... Not that the story is super important because, like, you know what's going on and you're just kind of slowly taking back the map. So it's not like skipping a mission and, and doing a mission that would happen later in the game for you that you haven't done yet is going to spoil anything. Yeah. But I feel like I just – I want to progress the way I want to progress. So I don't want to necessarily jump in. And it seems like when you call for backup, um, I've had nobody ever respond. Like, there's been a few times, like, I've gotten into a thing and I'm like, man, this mission's way too hard. Let me call for backup. Nobody's ever shown up. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. You know, I guess I'm still losing myself. But I have, like – I have the um, the turret. Which oh, helps yeah. if you're playing solo, so I can throw that, and I have that little grenade that seeks people out and blows up. Yeah, I had like that the one. little BB-8 explosive. Yep. Um, so I have those which help a little bit. I just have to go slower than I sometimes like to do. I like to kind of rush in and, and just let the bolts fly, and you can't always do that in the game if you're by yourself. So. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I it's more of a cover shooter. I feel like yeah. really, and you do have to take cover, especially when they start swarming you. If you're stuck in yeah. this like one area and there's not. Uh, I remember there was this like construction site with multiple levels and stuff yes. and they would come yeah, in around one. you and all this yep. just awful. You get swamped immediately. Yeah. There's um, a lot. Of, that one especially I had to run a lot. Like I couldn't yep. just stay in the same spot. I had to keep moving. Circling. To stay ahead of them. Uh, yeah. I What kind of killed it for me was the gear. I felt like the guns just kind of were the same ones over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Just with different stats. And I'm kind yeah. of like, I mean, that's, that, mm. that's essentially what it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm enjoying it so far, so I'm going to keep playing it, at least for now. Um, I am excited to see what the expansion is, because I probably would still buy it, as long as I can find maybe somebody to link up with every once in a while. But 
I'm not tired of it yet. Uh, I did finally finish Horizon Zero Dawn. Completed that. I did start the expansion as well, the Frozen Wilds DLC. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started that right off the bat. This game is absolutely phenomenal. I know I've kind of just glanced over it a little bit here and there talking about because it's an old game. But there's rumors now, and I guess it was listed on Amazon, that it's coming to PC. Yeah, I saw that. This is one you need to play, Lucas. Like, I think you would enjoy it. So you beat Legend of Zelda, right? Breath of the Wild? Yeah, I did. Yep. Okay. Did you enjoy it for the most part? Yeah, I did for the most okay. part. Then I think you'll I think you'll like this. This is a little more focused and not as like just dropped into the world, go wherever you want. Uh, this gives you more direction. The combat is super satisfying. The story gets really good once you get maybe five hours into it it kind of opens up like you think you know where the story is going and then it goes off in a totally different direction that's okay. really satisfying um and the ending was complete to me which is why i felt weird that there was this dlc because i'm like the ending seemed to be so completely like where would you go from it but it does kind of go off in a different unique area um and the dlc does take place before you beat the game so it's one of those games that you once you beat the game you can go back in and play but it actually uh-huh. brings you back to right before the final mission uh, so you're not playing in the world after you complete it's all brings you back one mission but you keep all your gear your levels and stuff um but super good really really enjoyed it the last thing i played <laughs> this is uh gamesreviews.com code <laughs> They're not all great games, guys. I just say it this way. Um, I had two codes pass my way. One, one I gave to Seth. Uh, he is doing uh, some sort of fishing game, which looked interesting. I was like, eh, it's a fishing game. you know." And he's like, all right, I'll check it out. And I took this other one because the premise just seems so weird to me. Um, the game is called Ski Sniper. And I'm playing this on Nintendo Switch. It's also available on PC. That seems and, to be a trend. <laughs> yeah. So before you look too much into it, Lucas, oh, if you hear the boy. name Ski Sniper, what do you think it is? I mean, I think it's like a news story that happened a couple of days ago. I mean, it sounds it sounds like you're going to be sniping people at a ski lodge or something. And you are. That's exactly are what it is. Are you serious? Um, yeah. So I thought at first it was going to be like a, you know, like the biathlon or whatever they have with like in the, the Olympic, the winter Olympic thing. Where like oh, you yeah. The have tr- to cross country ski and you hunt. Yeah. I was like, maybe it's going to be something like that. Or maybe you're a sniper that skis. No, you are standing at the bottom of a ski ski jump, like a ski slope thing. And there are just people jumping off the things, and you are to snipe them. And yes, there's blood. Yes, there's even that Mortal Kombat-esque slow motion bullet cam. Oh, thing. the X-ray thing. Yep. Yeah. Now it doesn't look anything. It doesn't look as good as Mortal Kombat. But I was like, "Are you for real? That this is the premise for this game?" And Lucas, at 100 is. And it's just there's 12 different like courses um, that are at different ranges so like some are really far away some are closer so depending on the sniper rifle you have you have to zoom in how many times but you just are sniping people off these things and gaining cash which you then use to buy different items so better sniper rifles eventually get like a uh, crossbow i see that in the pictures you get drugs that help uh you know either slow down the target like in your head like gives you like focus so things like that but i was like man this sounds like a messed up thing and so, and actually, I took it. I wasn't giving that one to Seth because I would have felt awful. I'm like, hey, Seth, you know, play this in front of your kids and review it. Um, it's their first game, I believe. I mean, so if you remove the premise, it runs okay. Graphics aren't super awful. Um, the controls work. How are the skiing physics? <laughs> I mean, they just jump and they land. Like, that's all it is. Like, it, that that's it. They just go down this hill, they jump, land. If you don't shoot them, if you shoot them, then they still land just not as well. Um, so functionally the game works. Okay. I, I just don't see the point to it. Cause there's, you know, I mean, progression is an air quotes that all you're doing is just unlocking different guns to do the same thing in these different courses. 
Yeah. So it's just it's just a really messed up premise. And I was like, I, I know I like weird games. So I don't deny that at all. I was like, but this premise alone, I was like, this can't be the game. And it, it was. You just snipe people as they ski. So I have not written my review yet, but spoilers, guys, not good. Just just, <laughs> not. just pass. It's fine. Their next yeah. game uh, from Crazy Rocks is who, who made this game is called Contraband Police. Do you want to <laughs> if you what do you think that one's about? <laughs> are you the police or you are, you are the, the contraband? You are the police. <laughs> yep. You're searching so, for contraband. So this is what I'm confused at. So when you looked up Ski Sniper, right? All reviews, 129 on Steam. Very positive. Yep. What? Why? Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Not recommended. Recommended. Everything is calm. It's it's a cold negative five degrees Celsius. What? Outside. Wildlife is having its hibernation. <laughs> the hills in their snowy blanket enchant the scenery. It's a great day for all kind of people. Couples, families, and friends traveled together to Engelberg to admire the spectacular sporting event. The first jumpers prepare themselves for the jump. This person wrote a story. Something tells me they work for the company. <laughs> this is I, good if you like to play sniper games. <laughs> I, I, it's just so weird. I don't. It is really. And the, I mean, it's like recommend, recommend, recommend four hours, point four hours, uh, point four hours, five. Yeah, it's a bunch of people who I can't believe that they actually would recommend the game. Right, I find that like it's got to be spammed. I just I can't see how anybody would be like this is a great game. Maybe it's one of those things where it's like really popular in another country or something. I mean, maybe that I can see. It seems like a Russian game. <laughs> I was gonna say darn Russian. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just messed up. It's just messed up. Contraband is... police. I'm looking that up now. Coming soon. You're a border police inspector in a communist country of the early 1980s. Yeah, it's a communist country. Hmm. Wonder what that could be. Yeah, I mean, at least that one has a story. This is just like it. Re- it kind of reminds me of a lot of the early uh, virtual reality games where there was some stupid premise just to get you to shoot yeah. things or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, not good. I mean, maybe it's better on PC. I, I don't <laughs> see how, but yeah. I mean, the controls are probably better on PC than it is on a Switch. I'll give it that. But still, it's not a great game. There's no. There's no point to it. You just people slide. You know down the slope and you, you put a bullet in them if you can i mean i can see with games like this why you're leaving psvg to go work for gamereviews.com <laughs> it's like you have sniper elite games and then that's what you have ski sniper yeah, like, yeah, exactly that's what they it, it definitely what they're trying to achieve here and yeah yeah it's definitely trying to do that but it's nowhere near wait, that in premise or in execution would you say that they missed the mark Oh, I'll let you use that one in your review. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. (laughs) That's fine. Please do. (laughs) But that's it for me uh, for this week. I'll be diving into some new stuff coming next week to talk more about that later. But that's it. Excellent. Excellent. Um, As I alluded to earlier, I uh, just recently hit 30 days in Ring Fit Adventure. Uh, That's 30 days that I've worked out. Not right since I started. Um, Yeah, it's been quite a journey. and I guess the biggest praise that I can give it is one, it's still doing some new things. For instance, uh, a new enemy that I just recently encountered encountered Ooh. is the the uh, I think it's called the shaker. It's basically a shaker bottle and it spits thing. It spits uh, the shake at you and it depend depending on what color it is. 
uh, it will lower your attack for whatever, like legs or yoga or whatever. And it will raise your attack for something else, like arms or abs or, or what have you. So, I mean, it's a, it's a new monster that uh, that they kind of kept away from you until World 12, maybe? Jeez. Like, that's how far I am. And so, it's kind of surprising that they would do that. I feel like they would just, you know, keep recycling the same stuff over and yeah. over. And you've already seen everything by now. But, yep, some new stuff keeps coming up. I keep getting new moves every now and again. It's going a lot slower that I unlock these moves. But, uh, sure. uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty happy with it. And, like I said, the best thing I can say about it is I've realized that not doing a fitness program like P90X where you're expected to work out for five days or six days and then take a rest – and if you miss two days, you might as well just start over. Having right. having that freedom to just take a day off whenever I need to and not feel like it's a setback, I think has been the best thing for me for this workout routine is that you're not in a necessarily in a structure where you feel like you're handcuffed to that program. Yeah, but plus, I mean, you're still doing it. Yeah. 30 days of doing it too. Like it, that's a testament that it, it's at least gotten you to – to stick with it, keep going with it, and and not you know give up or forget about it kind of deal. Exactly, and I mean, not, I went up. I think I started at about level twelve, and I'm up to twenty five difficulty now. Ooh. And um, what is kind of nice about it? I mean, it's tough doing twenty five or thirty ring presses or whatever. Your yeah. arms get tired. Um, in this most recent boss battle. Before you get to the actual fight, you have to run through a course and it's pretty short, but uh, there's a little bit of a run to get there. And there were these doors that you have to keep squeezing the ring fit over and over and over to open them. They're called fan doors. There was like 20 or 25 of them before I got to the fight. It was so my arms were already killing me. Um, But yeah, it's like doing 25 to 30 moves. Actually, I end up um, burning more calories by not doing less, but playing the game for less time. Yeah, yeah. Like, my progress has slowed, but I'm doing more more calorie workout. I'm, I'm burning more calories because yeah. I'm, I'm moving more, and it doesn't feel like it's taking as much time because I don't have to wait as much between moves or between, like we've talked about, having to stop and read yep. and look at the story or make shakes or whatever. So I mean, plus, it's good. So, like, because the thing I'm kind of scared of with Ring Fit is – once you beat the game, in air quotes, like, what's next? So the fact that you've actually slowed your progress is probably a better thing because yeah, I, I know there's stuff you can do and you can actually create custom workouts so you can keep doing the workout without playing the game. Or you can go back and replay the game. But I'm like, I don't know how long that would hold my attention. So yeah. ramping the difficulty up and doing more in in like a one a singular level or two levels a day might be actually more beneficial. So maybe I should look at up in that difficulty once I start going back. But Yeah, the only negative is like... I avoid squats <laughs> at all costs. <laughs> I, I hate squats. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, 30 days in and uh, I can say it definitely works. I lost about an inch on, you know, my waist and, and stuff. And Dude, that's awesome. Haven't lost a lot of weight, but that's OK, because I'm at a point where um, I'm not going to lose a lot of weight like I did when I first started yeah, right. a, long, a, a year ago or two years ago or whatever. That I mean, you lost an inch. That's that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Like that's a big deal. So like you're you're toning down, toning up or whatever. Like so that's still great. Anyway, it's not 
doesn't necessarily need to be a weight loss thing just to be more physically active and feel better and look better kind of deal. Yeah. Yep. Yep. For all them ladies. <laughs> yeah. So I can go, look what you missed out on. Boom. Boom. These two guns. Just like rip my shirt with all my bulging muscles. Yeah. Like you are now. You know it. I, the baby oil was a nice touch, I gotta say. I can't rip this shirt. It's my first love. <laughs> Don't tell him. Don't tell him what it is. Um, he doesn't listen. It's okay. That's good. Um, probably for the best. So, uh, speaking of other people, uh, I played Grand Theft Auto with. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird segue, but okay. I know. I know where you're going, but nobody else does. <laughs> I started saying it before I thought about it. I'm like, <laughs> speaking of other, mm, shut your mouth, Video please stop games? talking. Uh... <laughs> so, um, Grand Theft Auto Five. That's one of those games that we I alluded to earlier, where you you want to play it. Like, I got this game on Xbox 360, hoping to play it online with yeah. the people I used to play with online on xbox 360 you know i i'm out of that once everybody went to xbox one i don't see those people anymore <laughs> they were all yeah. the people i played nhl 14 with or whatever <laughs> yeah uh, gone so i never really got to play gta online uh, only for maybe two weeks or something when everybody was still checking it out hmm. uh, before it was released for pc and everything so i i messaged josh and i said of board with video games. And I said, hey, dude, you have this game. I actually harped on him to get it so that he would play it with me. And he That's did right. so yeah, I remember that. Uh, a while ago. And Coach Mo actually played with us for a little bit, too. But the Cal, problem. Did, did Cal play with you? That was or no. That was Division 2 that he played Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, but so that we all played together. And I forgot how kind of the game is sort of difficult to, like, group up with people and play. Mm-hmm. Um and we played more recently. We've played twice now. And that's still kind of the case because it automatically wants to put you in a lobby with other people. And I think we all we all know by now the what that is like. You know, you're, you're yep. standing there for five minutes trying to figure out where your car is or whatever. And you've been run over or killed by random people like eight times. And you're just like, I can't do anything because these people keep killing me. Um, so – we wanted to do a private session that way. I didn't have to worry about if I go into a mission, all these randoms are in the lobby. It, it automatically fills up with all these people who I don't know. I just want to play with Josh, right. And do these right. missions. So we had a lot of trouble, um, do it like just being together in the missions and, and actually showing up in the same lobbies. And until I figured out, Oh, I, I'm supposed to start my own, game and then invite him to it and make it closed so that nobody Uh, else gets in now to do that you can only do that from the single player menu so you can't load into weird yeah you can't load into grand theft auto online and then start a private session you have to do it from single player i don't know why i've looked into it it's it's dumb so that increases the load time and the amount of time before you play but um, uh, overall, it's been fairly fun. But the, like the progression, too, is kind of difficult because in the single player game, you just go to the letters on the map. You know, it's been the same in GTA for forever. Oh, yeah. You go to yeah. the letter on the map and you get the next mission in the in the, the story. Whereas here, there is kind of a story. But once you do a mission, 
you can just keep doing missions over and over. Like you vote at the end of the, the uh, when the mission is over, you vote for the next one. And it gets kind of confusing because some of these missions tie into each other. They'll, they'll be like sabotage one, sabotage two, all the way up to four. And they all kind of tell a hmm. loose story. So it's kind of difficult when you're just doing these randomly generated missions that are given to you with no basis whatsoever on what you're no. doing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, is there a way that we can just do the missions on the map? So I tried that, but then it just put me in another lobby with random people. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it's weird. Like trying to figure out how to do things in order is tough. So get your stuff together, Rockstar. You're not new at this. <laughs> yeah, come on. What are you doing? This game's like eight years old. How do you not have it fixed yet? <laughs> it it really seems. I mean, maybe I'm just dumb, but to for Josh and I, <laughs> it just seemed very difficult to do the things that we wanted to do. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, we had fun. Don't get me wrong. We were having yeah. fun, and there's a lot of customization and just stuff to do. But uh, it it just getting to that point is kind of more hassle than it I think it needs to be. So Sure. Um, my son and I beat Lego, Mar- Lego Marvel. Um, nice. We beat all the story missions. We are actually – it's funny because Lego City I kind of got tired of because there wasn't really much to do besides unlock things. And most of that was just cars. I didn't really care about yep. the costumes or any or the people. Uh, in Lego Marvel, because I have more of an affinity to the Marvel Universe and everything, I want to unlock the characters and get different costumes and stuff. So uh, we've beat the game, but we're still playing it because mm-hmm. we, there's so much more to do. And uh, we're unlocking like Deadpool missions. So there are yep. these kind of like mini missions that you can do uh, that are on the map in the city. And uh, we just unlocked the uh, some of the Deadpool bricks that allow you to uh, multiply the amount of studs that you get, which yeah, is very addicting. Awesome. Yes, yeah. we got a times two and a times six, so now we're we're making money and mm-hmm. just unlocking things left and right. So that's been a lot of fun, and uh, it is cool that we beat it because I really wanted to get through the story because it has a pretty decent one. Yeah, the story wasn't bad. And uh, now that we have, we can. Come back to this like we do Lego City, although I tried not to because there's just nothing to do. I don't I feel like I'm wasting my time if I'm not like unlocking things or or doing something. So I try to steer towards these other Lego games and there's still stuff to do in Marvel, but we can move on to other Lego games if we so choose, which like Marvel, too. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Which is completely different. Um, And we have. But I'll talk more about that. Uh, at another time when we've had a little okay. bit more time to play that one. So, uh, yeah, really enjoyed it, though. And it's it's funny as you play the newer ones, you can see kind of where they improved on certain things like platforming and um, just overall bugs and stuff that don't seem to happen as much, like getting stuck, yeah. for instance, in the newer games. Um, and then lastly, I have returned to the world of Dragon Quest Eleven. Uh, I got this from the library. I played it for about a month, hopefully got about halfway through it and then had to send it back and turn around and wait pretty much another month before I could get it back. Um, So (laughs) you and one other person just going to keep swapping back and forth. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, So, yeah, I'm back in the world. It took me a second to kind of remember how the combat, uh, not so much how it works, but to maximize everyone's abilities and what people do and everything. So uh, I, I kind of got back into that game and, and have made some progress and I'm looking forward to 
hopefully beating it before I have to return it because I don't know this one I really like I, it's just it has that look uh you know that weird Dragon Ball Z artist look that yeah. I really uh can appreciate and I've always appreciated that this one has some some anime tropes but it's not so over the top that I just get annoyed by every character yes yeah the only thing that annoys me is that the protagonist is silent uh it's so ridiculous That's weird when everything else is voiced in that game yes Mm. they'll ask him questions and he'll just nod and then the character will be like oh you're telling me we have to go over to there now and it's like because they can't they didn't voice him so there's no responses so all the characters have to answer the questions for themselves so legend of zelda yes (laughs) okay (laughs) yes but at least there's a tradition there i mean yes that's true so, yeah, that that kind of bugs me. But everything else, you know. And by the way, for the record, I like the battle music. I know people were talking about the music in this uh, in the Discord and Nintendo Shack. We're, we're complaining about the battle music and how bad it was. I like the battle music. It sounds like 1960s Batman. And that makes Ooh. me laugh. And it never Shots gets fired. old. I got to try this. I haven't even played the demo. This is the one that had that long demo that would tie right into the game, right? Yeah, it's like four hours long, I think, the demo. Yeah, I got to like do it. Because I do want to play. I was, I was, I was a Dragon Quest fan back when it was called Dragon Warrior. Mm. You know, back in the NES days, I actually preferred Dragon Warrior over the Final Fantasy games. Those early ones, like I did not like Final Fantasy One, Two, like those early ones. Yeah, did not enjoy those, but I had a lot of fun with Dragon Warrior games. So I want to go back and try some of those. You know, get that uh, collection or whatever, and just yeah, give yeah. them a shot. Just because I. I was always exposed to Final Fantasy. I didn't even know Dragon Warrior was a thing. I never yeah. had a Nintendo. It was my friends. So I was kind of left to whatever they had. So hmm. right. never really uh, was able to see what the RPG offerings were for that or the Super Nintendo, really. I mean, now I, I now I know just because of emulation and yeah. top 20 SNES games of all time or whatever. Right. But uh, yeah, so never did go back and, and play some of those older RPGs. You should. You should. I think you'd like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah, I'm still playing Snack World, though, too, so it's like, that's another RPG. I was like, once I wrap that up, maybe I'll download it, because I think I'll have a lapse in anything Switch-related until, uh, well, I'll have a lapse in anything Switch-related that's not Animal Crossing, I think, yeah. for quite some time. So if I can get to that, maybe before Animal Crossing comes out, I can at least knock out the demo and see, um, see if I can get that from my library, too. I should check that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to highlight that in your notes so I remember to go back and check nice but uh all right so that's it for what we've been playing everybody so it's time to hear from you guys it's time to check out the messages message for you sir first one comes from speaking of other people (laughs) josh barboni that's a (laughs) professional segue right there Yeah, yeah yeah he says question for the show is the reason Justin Warner isn't going to be at the house party the fact that he doesn't exist or that Kevin just doesn't think he can manage the constant quick changes or both? <laughs> uh, I'm going to get a t-shirt made. And I'm going to wear it at the house party. It says I am not Justin Warner. <laughs> I think that's what I'm going to do. Um, no. So Justin Warner is, I guess, technically he's still a maybe perhaps uh, the offer is out there. But if you're not following us on Twitter or anything like that, he does have a new show. Uh, that he's kind of hosting on Food Network that launches actually this week. Is if you're listening, I think Wednesday debuts um, with Guy because he does a lot of work with Guy as it is called Tournament of Champions, where he's actually the commentator and host 
like guy's the host of it, but Justin is doing like the live commentating as the cooking stuff is uh, going on. Okay. So he's not he's not judging for once. He's actually engaged in doing a show. Um and he has other projects that are potentially lining up at the same time as the house party. Um so he may be able to call in, make appearances via Twitch or Skype or however we're gonna do it. Um so hopefully he will still be there in air quotes. He just physically won't be there. Uh but yeah, he's got numerous projects in the work right now, things I can't really divulge here um because it's not my right to do so but he has a lot of stuff going on right now so he doesn't think he can actually make the house party in person at that time but, but yeah i know you might have been looking for a funny answer josh but i wanted to give you the real reason so. <laughs> also because he can't manage those quick changes I mean, that's true that's why i'm just gonna wear the shirt we're only yeah. gonna fall for hey look over there so many times before we kind of you know <laughs> get on his case so it's a shame because i really want to do that live tour where we would just do that anyway and just swap me and him out back and forth and like, <laughs> like i really was without anybody yeah. mentioning it or making exactly any... just play it off and just do that that way but hey, i love it sadly i don't think that's gonna happen but yeah uh next question well actually next two questions come in from super Nintendad. lucas if you could find out when you die or how you die but you must choose one which one would you pick would you rather know how, when you die or how you die well I mean, obviously, I don't want to know either. But if I had to, if I had to choose, I would choose to find out how I die because if I find out when, I'm going to obsess over that fact, especially if it's not very far away, and sure. I will, you know, constantly be thinking about it and never be able to. Now, if I die horrifically, I will still constantly be thinking about it. Yeah. So either way, I'm pretty much screwed. But at least this way. I don't have to worry about when it'll happen. I'll just be like, well, I'm I'm just never going to get in a situation where I can die in a fire, you know. I'm just going to avoid sharks for the rest of my life then. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, or airplanes. No aquariums for me. Sorry, son. <laughs> that shark could break out and eat me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. What about you? I, see, I was thinking the opposite of you. I'd rather know when and not how. But then you brought up a good point. Like, you'd obsess over the when. But I also don't want to find out that I die from, like, cancer, though, either. Like, if it was a horrific death, like, an instantaneous, like, oh, it was a car accident. Well, okay, well, then it's just going to happen at some point, but it's over. But if yeah. it's something long and drawn out, like, I also don't want to know that. I think the so real I, answer here is that we don't want to know any of this and no one, no human person should ever know any of these things. It's true. Yeah. I, if I had to, I think the when would be easier for me to deal with. I would obsess over it, too, but I feel like I'd obsess less because if I sat there and said, okay, if I'm going to die, I mean, if it's soon, you're right. That's that's just messed up. But if I know, like, I'm going to die at, let's say, 70, that's still early in my eyes. But let's say I, that's the case. I'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to try and do everything I want to do before yeah, 70. I was going to say the good thing about that is it's very informational and you can use right. that to your advantage. Whereas if you know how you die, that doesn't really tell you anything. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's where I stand. So I think the when is for me. His second question, the Shamrock Shake, where do you stand on it? Uh, you don't stand on it. You actually drink those Super Nintendad. So if you're standing on your shake, you're doing it wrong. Um, secondly, I find them to be delicious. And I actually have a story where I was very angry. Um, go figure, me angry. But uh, we were watching television, and and my oldest daughter Sydney, she she likes the milkshakes. She does. Okay. So they were running ads for the Shamrock Shake, and she goes, "Ooh, she actually likes them." She goes, "You should go and get them." And I was like, "No." You should go and pay for it if you want one. Like kind of, I, I play that game with her now yeah. because she works sometimes. Yeah. She actually passed her driver's test today, so I'm dreading that 
crud. She got her permit oh, like on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, but she's like, you should go get it. And then I started obsessing in my head, like thinking, I'm like, I don't need this milkshake, but now it's in my head. I'm like, I really kind of want this milkshake. And then my wife was like, well, I wouldn't say no to some French fries. I don't want a milkshake. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Here it I goes. guess I'm going. Yeah. Cause it's like, once my wife says she wants something, I go get it. Like, I'm just that person. Yeah. Um, even if I don't feel like it, I'm like, all right, I guess I'll go and get it. So, uh, drove to McDonald's, get to the drive through window. He has this big ad for the Shamrock Shake, like on the thing, everything like that. And I was like, I will have. Uh, three shamrock shakes, some fries. Is that like? Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have shamrock shakes. I knew it. I knew it as soon as you said the big ad in the window. I guess vanilla, and I was just like, I was so mad because I, I wanted the shamrock shake, which I still have not had one yet this year. Wow. Because I'm, I'm how scorned. Do you, how do you put up an ad for a product that you don't have? That's what I mean. Like I think it's just like, hey, it's this time of year. This poster has to be up, but we didn't get the stuff to make them yet. Like I think that's <laughs> this what it could is. be you in two weeks. <laughs> right. Right. So I was like, why not just put like a little. Even like a piece of tape over that says like coming soon. Like if you have to put up the signage per corporate, whatever, just put a little thing saying not available. Like, God, and I wasn't going to be in the drive-thru, but like I like place my order and then like the, cause the last thing I ordered was the shakes. I was like, I need, you know, three large fries, you know, three shamrock. Like I ordered everything else and I ordered the shamrock shakes last. And like, oh, and the shamrock shakes. I wasn't going to be like, fine, forget it. Drive away. I was it was just going to say, you should have been like, well, I don't want any of it then. That's kind of where I was at. And I'm like, I guess vanilla, but <laughs> yeah. So I'm scorned, but I do like the shamrock shakes. I, I am a fan of them. I wouldn't have them all the time, but I do look forward to when they come out every year. Um, similar to when Pumpkin Spice Coffee first comes out. I'm like, ah, oh, great. I yeah. can go for Pumpkin Spice Coffee. I had that same reaction to Shamrock Shakes, but I wouldn't drink them like year round or anything like that. Uh, I actually never liked them when I was young, but mm-hmm. uh, my tastes have changed and broadened uh, greatly since I've gotten older. Um, so... I don't have the attachment of like, oh, I love shamrock shakes. I've been yeah. drinking them since whenever. Uh, but I wouldn't say no to one. I just wouldn't rush out and buy one either. I, I mm-hmm. can't remember the last time I had one. I, I just – I'm not a mint person in general. Yeah. So it that doesn't really do anything for me anyway. But uh, when I tried one, I was like, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think when you hear it's a mint shake, you're like, oh, but it's like it's not that minty. Like it is mint, yes, but it's not. It's like candy. It's not what you'd mint. expect as a kid. Yeah, like if, if you told a kid like this is a mint milkshake, I totally expect that reaction. Like you said, like like no, I don't want that. But... Toothpaste, gross. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but it's funny so you said mentioned like that your taste buds get different as you get older. Mm-hmm. So one that I found I actually have an appreciation for now is black licorice. Really? I know a lot of people and, hate black licorice. Yeah, a lot of people hate black. I hated black licorice for a long time. And I still don't like like the if you get the jelly beans, I have like the black jelly bean. Like that those suck. Those are too much. But, like just a, an actual like licorice stick or whatever. Mm-hmm. Black licorice can be really good. In moderation. Like you wouldn't eat a bunch, but like one or two of those? Yeah. I like them. I like them now, but I never liked them as a kid. I'd hate it. But it's funny. It's funny. Maybe it's because we lose our ability to taste over time. And so when things like that are so strong, it yeah, you're just like, oh, this isn't actually that bad when you're 40 and I don't know, can't taste anything anymore. <laughs> that's, that's probably true. Um, so thank you for those questions, Superintendent. Next one comes from the boss man, Donnie. How would you cast the PSVG movie slash sitcom and how fast does it get canceled? <laughs> um, that's a big have question. You thought about- have you thought about this one or else I have an answer? I mean, I didn't know it was here until you put it okay. in this document, if that tells you anything. Okay. So I'll, I'll go first and give you some time to think about this. Okay. So I, the joke answer is we have to use the exact cast of friends, <laughs> even though half of them are female, we're still going to make them play the roles. Okay. Um, that works. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, 
how would I think it would really exist? Um, so there was a show, and I can't remember the name of it now. It's gonna make me angry. That Zach Braff actually did that was about podcasting, and it lasted like five or six episodes before it got canceled. And I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and I think it was like a good um, portrayal of like what podcasting can be. Uh, like he was a journalist or something. He quit his job to try and do podcasting for his family. Opened up a studio and everything like that. It was a good cast. It was him. Um, one of the guys who played one of the cousins on Sopranos was in it too. Um, but I'm but I'm a Zach Braff sucker anyway, so that's probably part of it to begin with. Um, I don't think a sitcom really fits Alex for podcasting. Inc. Alex Inc. That's it. Such a good show, and it, it didn't get its fair shake, which is kind of a bummer because this show is on now. That I'm like, how is this still on? But that show got canceled. I think it's just because podcasts and people are like, well, whatever. <laughs> um, what I would say, well, what it should be, would be a reality show. So we only need, we don't need to cast anybody. It's just us. Um, maybe follow or a documentary even would be kind of cool to follow. Like this is what it was like in the early days to what it is now to like the house party being the finale or something like of the documentary slash series or something like that. I think that would be better than trying to do a sitcom because it would just be really forced. And let's be honest, nobody's as funny as us anyway, Lucas. So it would just true. come off really bad. We just have to um, write the whole thing. And I mean, writers get paid that's true. like nothing. So yeah. So if we write it, produce it and star in it we just get all the money right i like that i like that especially yeah. if you produce because then you just control where all the money goes that's true maybe we could, who would we recast then who would you not want to actually be in it that you have to find a replacement <laughs> oh, for <gosh>. um <laughs> probably Devin because he lives in a different time zone so we just oh, he could never show up really to... <laughs> inconvenient <laughs> it's like shooting time is like starts at 6 a.m eastern and he's like doesn't know when to show up, so we always got to tell him Pacific time, and he's nah, we ain't so dealing with that. So, so you just you just recast as a random black guy, just anybody, anybody we can find on the street. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Where it's like it's always people, different. Like, Here's too. Devin, and Devin's like watching on TV, like what the hell? Wait a minute, <laughs> I don't look anything like that. <laughs> That's not me. I don't remember doing this. Horrible. Um. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's tough. And I mean, where do, where does it stop? Because you've got you've got bit parts. You know, you got people mm-hmm. who aren't there every day. And, yeah. and, and the sitcom, what is it about? You know, is it about running this PSVG? Would we make it like Dunder Mifflin, where Donnie is is like? Oh my uh, god, <laughs> that would be fantastic! I didn't even think of that one. That would be great. Like we have it. Like it's, it's like a fictional instead. <laughs> yeah, and Don, Donnie hits the lottery. He's talked about this, and he just builds the compound. It'd be that. Mm-hmm. But the compound is like this large studio where you have to, you know, crank out product every day or something like that. So it's like, all right, who's coming into the office today to record? Oh, it's Kevin and Lucas. And like, what hijinks do they get in with Donnie? Like, yep. We'd need, we okay, so what we would need is we'd have that. And then we need a new character who is basically the eyes of the audience, right? So it's the new, it's the rookie who comes in and then they experience all of us as characters mm. and they see all the crazy happenings that are going on while Prime is recording at the same time as Shaq, and, you know, dealing with things that are happening behind the scenes and whatnot. And I think it could work. That'd be pretty cool. And then be canceled after the first season. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Eight uh, episodes. We have like, We'd have like guest stars like Sean Capri flies down like, oh, we got this international podcast coming to see you guys. Everyone's all nervous because we got this big shot international guy. It's like Sean Capri shows up in <laughs> <laughs> his Nintendo suit. Uh, things like that. <laughs> I like it. Donnie, make it happen. That's it. Lucas and I decided that's how it's going to be. It's true. It's true. The it's office, but we're podcasting. 
So up your Patreon dollars if you want to see <laughs> if you want to see that come to light. Maybe we could do that at the, at the house party. Just film like a pilot for it, <laughs> like one day. Oh my gosh, that would Shoot be amazing! A pilot this show. I think we could take the note. Write the note down. Um, especially if like E3 gets canceled for coronavirus, we could do that instead. Just shoot a pilot for the show. <laughs> the gang gets coronavirus. <laughs> yes. Um, last question that comes in is from Dev. Speak of the devil. Uh, what's on the menu for the house party between Kevin's love of food and Lucas's newfound love of baking? What are we eating, boys? Hashtag prime question. Um, we've talked about this a few times, I think, where we're kind of figuring out what we're doing as we get closer to the house party. I think we all kind of agreed that we don't want to live on like takeout or anything like that because that's just bad. Yeah. Um, and I know I said I do some cooking. I know Kyle has volunteered to do some cooking, and I guess you're being volunteered to baking. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> now, let me yeah, tell we, you, there's kinda... going to be a lot of banana dishes <laughs> coming <laughs> <Lots> from <of> bananas. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't really know yet, Dev. Uh, we got to kind of figure out number one who's going to be there, um, how many people. And then any food allergies or just food items that people absolutely hate. Obviously, that, that's got to be taken into consideration when we're doing this. But I think we're trying to do like, hey, we're all just chipping for groceries and then try and make like bulk meals. Like, yeah, I'm sure there'll be some hamburgers and hot dogs at some point. But I think probably try to do a little bit better than that when we can and, and see what Somebody's happens. Somebody's got to make some kind of pasta or lasagna. Oh, I could do like the baked mac and cheese. Everyone's been there like, you go. foaming at the mouth for since uh, Callow asked that question. Was Callow? I forget who asked it. Paul Calico, maybe, I think, asked the mac and cheese question that we talked about before. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to do some of that. And I'm sure there'll be some uh, top shelf beer s- selections between you and Josh and stuff trying to figure out. Oh, yeah. That we'll if Nathan up. shows up, there's going to be some whiskey. whiskey. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Donnie's, Donnie's just going to drink rum like it's, it's water. It's going to be the highest class uh, house party there ever were. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know yet. We got to see how many people coming in. We got to get everybody locked in. I mean, my plane ticket's paid for. Luke, Lucas is driving in. Josh is driving mm-hmm. in, I believe. Donnie's driving in. I, don't, I think everybody else is up in the air. Like people say they're coming, but we don't. We don't have any firm commitments on a ton of people yet. So it's true. Send me your send me your receipts for your plane tickets, and I'll start planning some menus. The good news is the less people who come, the easier it is to feed. It is, make... but the harder it's going to be to run this for multiple days. Also true. Also true. More importantly, <laughs> Without... I would think harder to run. Yeah. The whole yeah. Because. Because we may not want to live off fast food, but we probably could yeah. versus just not doing shows for those days. Like, hey, we're hype this house party, which don't go on the air at all at any point. Like, that would be awful. <laughs> Donnie would have to send refund checks to all of our Patreons. I can't go on the air. I got like 20 more 20 more minutes on my cake that I'm baking. I have to watch it. I think we've got to do it's like a, a cooking show. It's a banana cake. During- <laughs> banana cake what's what's really horrible about this banana thing that crept into the back of my mind this banana joke that's coming out now is that i was already going to bring banana milk to the to the party so now it's just like all coming full circle i forgot about the banana milk yes oh all right well thank you for the questions we do appreciate them you can always let us know in the discord if you have any questions uh, over in the psvg prime room uh reach out to us on twitter uh, at psvg kevin for anything you want us to discuss on the show we thank you so much and as always we'll uh, we'll reach out when we plan on recording for questions i think that's where all these came from uh relatively quickly too like i think i posted like within five minutes and just gotten it all so yeah it's great so that being said everyone thank you so much but it's been a week so it's time to check out the news of the week I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. All 
I'm gonna go first this time, Lucas. And yeah, I almost I think it's, had this uh the one that you're highlighting right now. The top I, one? I added it and I was like, Oh, he's got it already. And I had it on there, and then Donnie posted it in one of the discourses, like, oh, man, we're going to talk about this. Uh, Developers and publishers say Google isn't offering them enough money to bring their games to Stadia. So one of the biggest complaints from Stadia we're all seeing is, where's the games? Where's the content? You know, EA isn't doing anything on there. Somebody else isn't doing anything on there either. Um, But there's a lot of companies just aren't doing it. They're saying, this is the exact quote, was reported by Business Insider. Many developers have explained that one of the biggest reasons indies have mostly stayed away from Stadia is the lack of financial incentive from Google. One executive at a publishing company described the amount of money that Google was offering to them as so low that it wasn't even part of the conversation to bring their title to Stadia. Other indie dev described how most platform owners like Microsoft and Epic offer upfront incentives to entice developers and publishers to create or release games in their stores, such as, hey, if you bring this here, I'm going to give you a guarantee of, I'm just throwing numbers out here, 5 million, and then they get numbers off sales on top of that. Google just isn't trying to do that at all. There's basically no incentive uh, to do it at all, just whatever cut they get for selling. You know, if, if they people purchase the games on their platform, they'll get money, but they're not given any incentives to do it. Yikes. Um, so currently, there's only 28 games available on Stadia, basically. Uh, Google's promising to add over 100 to platform this year, but it seems kind of weird when devs are nervous to work with Stadia and they're committing to 100 games. Like, what's that quality going to be? I know they just added some Sonic games to it, but it's like, I mean that's a game nobody was making money off of anyway. So (laughs) it's like you emulated, you know, 15 year old games, 20 year old games at this point, more than that. I think at this point that just doesn't make any sense. So lack of games, issues with pre-orders being fulfilled, old version of games being uploaded to services, not even like the newest versions of these titles are hitting some of these things in Stadia. It's just bad. Um, So Doom Eternal is supposed to be released on Stadia. So we'll see that. That's probably the biggest title we're seeing coming. I think that's been announced. At least everything that's coming out has been indies. Or, uh, you know, as the saying goes, old game is old. But it it seems weird that they're not trying to be competitive with the rest of the, the marketplace here. It is. It is, especially for such a big household name as Google. Like, what are you doing? You should be you should be a powerhouse. You should be coming in there, throwing your weight around. Right? Right. How, what are you I doing? I mean, they got, they got more money than Epic and Microsoft. Like, Right. And you think these companies are expecting Google to base – I mean, I would assume – they're expecting them to come in and give them a a boss deal. You know what I mean? Like great, a really big incentive to to join their crew because they have that ability. And then, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, like, I mean you're seeing you're seeing Epic come out saying like, "Hey, I'm going to give you money to not only help you finish develop your title, but we're going to make it an Epic Store exclusive, like upfront money." And then Google's just like, "Yeah, sell your stuff on our platform. We'll give you." I'm just throwing out here like 10%, whatever the numbers are for sales. Like, yeah. Why? Like, why do I need to worry about making sure my title is streamable or like whatever work they need to do to make it work on Stadia? Like when I can just sell it on Steam and make the same deal. Yep. Like that's what I'm, that's what I'm assuming. Cause like Steam always talks all the time. Like they don't, they're not giving as big a cut, which is why Epic has been stealing a lot of exclusives because they give True. a bigger cut. Yeah. So like at that point, why go through the process of making sure it's going to be Stadia compatible? You could just put it on Steam, make the same amount of money or, try and lure epic in and get a paycheck or microsoft depending on what they're doing and at this point i mean they've got to be developers got to be looking at the numbers here and thinking how many people are actually going to see this if we you know make it streamable or whatever make Mm -hmm. it available on this platform it's probably not worth the effort i don't think so 
Are you getting as um, distracted by waifus as I am by this video that's playing in the middle of the... It's something called Azure Lane Crosswaves. I've already... I don't have that on mine. Oh, well, you're lucky because there are waifus everywhere and <laughs> it's a sight to behold. <laughs> <laughs> nope, I don't, I don't have that at all on mine. I think mine blocks the ads, though. It's my, uh, recent, I, I don't think it's an ad. It's a recent video from Kotaku, so it's like from their own site. But anyway, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that's crazy, though. When I saw that, that's why I was going to add it, too, because I was like, what? Yeah. This is unbelievable. This is an outrage. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Google, you should know better. Well, uh, I got a question for you. Mm. Do you remember a little game that we talked about probably around the time that I joined the show called Predator Hunting Grounds? I do. I do. Yes. So we were very – I mean, it basically this game follows in the wake of the asymmetrical horror-themed mm-hmm. uh, games. Uh, so – and this does come from the Friday the 13th developer developer yeah yeah so we talked about this game and basically somebody gets to play as the predator and then you have four uh what they call uh what did they call them they're they're, they're the humans basically yeah Uh, they had a fire team that's what it was oh okay uh so you play as either the the uh, predator or the fire team and so there is actually going to be a free trial on the uh Weekend in March on PS4 and PC, so March 27th and runs through okay. March 29th, which I think is a pretty smart idea considering, yes. I don't know, I think when we talked about it, we felt like, I remember us being like, how would you even do that? Like, how do you handle invisibility? How do you handle, seems like it would be really one-sided. Yep. Um, now, the good news is in this article, they do explain that as the fire team you're still armed to the teeth with state-of-the-art weapons and gear, but the Predator is a terrifying foe. Right. Players are given a mission to complete beyond just surviving and must face off against AI opponents as they be, as they complete key ed- objectives as well as fend off another player hunting them as the titular monster. Um, mm. They also go on to explain you can either uh, try to escape – or you can turn the tables and attempt to defeat the Predator. So you can actually fight back in this one oh, okay. as opposed yep. to some of the other um, like Friday the 13th. I don't think yeah. you can. No, Dead by Daylight, you can't really either. You're trying to just escape. Yeah, exactly. And build and fix those darn generators. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you think about this? Do you, I mean, smart move? or it, it looks better. I will say like the most recent, like the trial announcement and watching the footage, it does look a lot better than what it looked like before i still see it being a bit biased towards the predator because it looks like a lot of time you could be way up in the trees where it's like if you're playing a first person shooter the last thing you're looking at is like what's up up here yeah like you're looking straight so like i feel like the predator still has that advantage but that aside the free weekend i think is a great idea because these types of games we see sometimes people rush to them and then the the player base drops rapidly yeah. And then nobody's playing all of a sudden you can't connect to do it. Like, I still find it crazy that people still play Dead by Daylight. Like, I know they're constantly releasing uh, more content, different levels, but I'm like, but the core mechanics have been exactly the same this entire time. Like, it's still just run through the stage, fix the generators, escape the killer. Mm-hmm. Like, you can theme it after Saw, you can theme it after Scream, whatever you want to do. It's still just, you're doing the same thing, just in different places. Um, this looks to be a little bit different. Clearly, uh, it's not Friday the 13th. It's a lot more involved. Um so I think this shows some promise. I'm just wondering. It's got to be good, I think, to keep that player base in here. But this is definitely a uh, 
a good thing to do. So yeah, it's open to Epic Store players and PS Plus members. And there's also cross-play support, so that's kind of awesome, oh, too. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Um, I didn't notice that until just now, so that's pretty cool. But yeah, it looks good, uh, and hopefully they actually got the license for the the product they made a game on this time and not get in trouble like they did with Friday the 13th. You know? <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. I will say my guess for this is that, uh, speaking on the Predator being o- OP, basically, um, my guess is that when you start, you as, as a fire team, you're underpowered and can't fight back, and you just have to level up and, and level up your characters, gain some abilities, and then you can finally start back fighting back that's that's kind of my guess okay so we'll see we'll see i hope not but like if it's not if it's barely possible to even kill the predator this is probably going to be a bad move because everyone's going to think that the balance is way off and not play it right so could go either way one thing i will say too i just was looking this up because i was curious to see this too and i I know donnie hates it when i try and put a price on video games (laughs) this game launches brand new at 40 Okay. As opposed to 60. So I think that also helps it too, where it's not as big of a, let me plop down all this money, see how this is and have it not be good. I think you do a free, do a free weekend, get people hooked. And then you sit there and say on top of, oh, it's only 40 bucks. Let's go. Let's do it then. You know what else that means? In in two months, it's going to be 20 bucks. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) So So just play the free trial. If you like it, then you wait additional two months and you're good to go. Yep. Exactly. Um, So we mentioned earlier, you know, hopefully E3 doesn't get canceled due to uh, coronavirus however uh gdc actually was uh wow. they announced this past week uh that it's now being uh postponed until summer they haven't even given a date as to how it's working yet uh but it was initially supposed to happen from march 16th to the 20th in san francisco which breaking news uh as as we're recording this lucas the first case in in california has been diagnosed uh. as well as new york as well to and rhode island we do have one it's official so uh it's coming it's happening um but yeah, after close consultation with our partners in the gaming development industry and community around the world, we've made the difficult decision to postpone the GDC conference this March. The show's official statement said, we fully intend to host the GDC event later in the summer. Mm-hmm. We'll be working with our partners to finalize the details and we'll share more information about our plans in the coming weeks. Um, everyone will be fully refunded their tickets, which is awesome. Anyone who booked a, a hotel in a GDC room block would also be able to cancel without penalty. So they're, they're really trying to do what they can as far as like making sure people didn't get kind of hosed on like we talk about packs uh, and a lot of people pulled out of packs and they they didn't offer refunds like so certain people got bummed out by that but packs still had great attendance now i'm wondering how many people are gonna get sick from it but you know that's a separate <laughs> yeah. thing um panelists would have given presentations at gdc will have the option to submit those in video form which i thought was funny and gdc will post them online for free so if there were going to be any announcements if those developers still want to make announcements they'll be able to that's kind of uh, cool. yeah that's that's a nice good faith effort but in my head i'm like does that just make e3 better like if there's gonna be any gdc announcements like do people just wait for that yeah that's Um, true but the gdc awards and independent games festival award show which normally take place live at gdc will be streamed on twitch during the same week anyway so like those award shows are still happening during that same time just being streamed on twitch instead um gdc was one of the longest industry annual shows uh began in 1988 so it's the first time they've actually missed one since then um but yeah, every major video game firm participates in this, so it's like it's like E3, but actually a little bit bigger even in some cases. Uh, just normally not as big in announcement cases, but everybody participates in GDC, and this is uh, being pulled. So no no details as to when or how it's going to be done. Uh, but now I'm wondering, like if you're doing it in summer, you're that's E3 territory. Yeah, I don't know what's happening there. So like if you were if you were going to announce something in GDC and you decide not to opt into this video one because. 
why why would anybody do that in my head it's like just if not you're not getting big. that gdc attention like if you're sony like and you're gonna announce something you're just gonna do your own thing like you're not gonna partner with them to make it done now yeah um and if you have e3 and this takes place later than e3 are there gonna be any new announcements at gdc then or is everything to be announced at e3 or before because why would you do something in june have this huge e3 in june and then like maybe july or august have gdc like what's gonna be new in that month yeah that we didn't see just more footage of the same stuff i think so yeah that's true yeah i mean it's it's a good effort i think it's probably the right thing to do um especially as you know we're all joking about this corona thing but like now more and more cases are starting to pop up in the u.s um it might be the right thing to just kind of cancel these i know france has canceled all large um public gatherings oh wow in the country just, just done for now while they're trying to figure out they, disney closed um disneyland china they closed in Japan for two weeks. Um, it doesn't have as many cases out there, but they're doing like right there, like, hey, we're just going to shut it down two weeks and come back. But yeah, there's a lot of scary stuff going on here. So I think GDC made the right call. I'm just wondering what that means for E3. Is that a, a bolster to their watch and, and eyes on E3 that we thought was going to be declining this year as it was without Sony, without, you know, possibly Nintendo? Um, but yeah. Wow. That's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you can't really say it's unfortunate because it's the responsible thing to do. But Exactly. Right. Yeah. Well, I wonder how many more weeks we can go talking about the coronavirus in some sort of uh, news article. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's scary. It's scary. I think we should make a video game on this coronavirus. Mm. I think that's, you know, Resident Evil, Silent Hill. My Corona. My Corona. That's my... the theme song. There you go. Uh, here's my favorite segue. Speaking of <laughs> other people <laughs> of Resident Evil and Silent Hill, uh, you actually added this to my news story. You said, I Lucas, did. look at this, basically. I thought you'd like it. I, I do. I do. So, and I think Donnie will too. Um, the Resident Evil and Silent Hill inspired Lies Beneath hits Oculus next month. Now, I wasn't aware of this. This news article has a trailer for the um the, this lies beneath vr game and uh it has a very uh interesting comic book aesthetic well i say comic book more like graphic novel a very very inky uh i don't don't think superhero you know what i mean think uh yeah yeah, yeah. batman i guess i don't know uh <laughs> even though i just said don't think superhero I, I don't know how to describe it. it it definitely has a stylistic look uh there are in this trailer there are comic book panels it's like it's like the telltale like uh, um wolf among us yes it looks yes. like that to me yes without the like pink 80s yeah, yeah. Uh, uh lights going on but uh yeah so basically this looks like a fairly action heavy a horror game where you mm-hmm. can do everything from you know shoot these monsters and stuff that are these zombie-like monsters that are coming after you to catching knives in mid-air from these these weird horrors that are throwing knives at you you know this guy this person you actually play a female in the game but the person playing the game catches a knife and throws it back at the enemy that's pretty cool um that's not vr you're just like yeah, I know. Like I'm actually – so think, that's a good – I'm glad you brought that up because as I'm watching it, you know, it looks cool, but it doesn't look that scary necessarily. But having played horror games in VR, I'm looking at it and I'm like, that's going to be terrifying 
Yep. Because you get this feeling of like it being close to you. Like there's this yeah. head spider monster that jumps at the player. Oh, yeah. Looks kind of like the thing from um, Half Life almost. Yeah. And it, head crabs, it yeah. will make you instinctively duck whether you want to or not you're you're going to eventually because whether or not you turn around and see it coming at you and you didn't know it was there or what you will react to these things uh not not like you do just watching the trailer but uh it definitely has a distinct look uh very interesting the uh, the article says Lies Beneath is a single player survival horror game with a heavy dose of action. Something's gone horribly wrong in the sleepy town of Slumber, Alaska. So that's kind of uh, <laughs> Alaska is kind of a, um, I guess, a place that we don't normally see in video games. I feel like that's a uh, that's pretty true. interesting, yeah. at least from this from a game like this. Uh, now returning college student May must save fight to save her father and her sanity from the terrifying townsfolk and creepy creatures infecting her hometown. Experience a living comic book full, full of frightful scenarios as you uncover the secrets of slumber and May's past. Um, so you kind of get this weird HP Lovecraft feeling out of it as well. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I can't believe I didn't hear about this game uh, earlier. You know? Seems like something that would have been right up my, right up my alley, but uh, just goes to show how things can go under your radar. That's true. Yeah, how did, it's coming to. It was it March thirty first. It'll be on the Rift on April fourteenth, and uh, it is a. It also will be available on the Quest exclusive or not exclusively, but you can play yeah, it the on Quest. The, it, yeah, Quest is March thirty first, and the Rift will get it on April fourteenth. Yes, which yeah. I think will excite Donnie as well, because for those who don't yeah. know, it, with the Quest. It's a standalone system, so you're not hooked up to a computer, which means games have to be a little bit more toned down so that it can mm-hmm. run. But uh, how did you come across this anyway? It popped up in my highlights as I was just looking for for titles, and I was like, "Oh, yeah!" I think because my search history has like Resident Evil and like the horror games I I, I uh, follow, so it came up as like a suggested article. I was like, "Oh, this seems really cool." And I mean, like, it's coming out soon. It looks unique, and like you said, it's not necessarily like. You look at it and you're scared because of the, the art style doesn't really make it as scary because it's like a comic book graphic novel. Mm-hmm. But I think like these jump mechanics and the things coming at you and the fact that it's VR is really what's going to lend to it more. Yeah. And it looks the horror aspect. It, it looks like a normal game where you just have normal locomotion. I don't know if it is yeah. for sure, but if that's the case, it'll be a nice change of pace from a lot of the games where you just teleport around or. Uh, right. or stuck in one place and you're just shooting things that are coming at you so uh yeah. good find good catch thought you might like it thought you might like it so as we typically do every month there's free games that hit you on those different uh services so i want to give you a quick updates here uh we're going to start with xbox so i'm just going to blow through these three ones real quick lucas and hand it back to you okay uh xbox games with gold in march uh brings you four games of course as always uh you will get the batman telltale series um it's the the second one i believe the enemy within oh yeah yep. that's the good. second one yeah so um which was really good actually um you got the first free you get the first season in uh december so now in march you get the second season that's cool um yeah so it's awesome that you get that you also get uh shante half genie hero which is also great uh that's available march 16th to the 15th um batman is available all throughout march um, then on your Xbox 360 titles that are compatible, of course, uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadows 2 and Sonic Generations available March 16th to the 31st there, too. So um, some decent titles there. The Batman is definitely a standout. I really like the Batman Telltale series. So that's a great get. And uh, Shantae is actually a great get, too. I really like those games I, uh, as well. I liked the um, 
first Castlevania, I don't think the Lords of Shadow 2 did as well. I don't even remember a sequel to that, to be honest. It's the one that tries to go uh, modern day, I believe, or maybe even slightly futuristic. Oh, yeah. Players control Dracula himself in a modern day open yeah. world beset by monsters, cultists, and actual Satan. <laughs> okay, then. There's no denying it got a little off the rails and wasn't as warmly yeah. received as a predecessor, but it's still quite a trip. That actually has me more interested now. <laughs> <laughs> I Yeah, I liked the first one. And in fact, I have it on the PC and yeah. I'm meaning to go back and actually beat it. But it was cool. It had uh, Patrick Stewart narrating. And I, yes, that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. Um, on the PlayStation side of things, not that great, to be completely honest. I know Sony's been doing a good job at this month, just not so much. Uh, you get Shadow of the Colossus, which is a classic beloved game by yeah. most people. I was never really a huge fan um i get it's a masterpiece it's just really slow pace and stuff for nowadays that i just can't yeah get behind those kinds of games anymore i tried to play ico which is from the same developer it, and yeah same problem like it was cool but after a while you're just like i can only walk around by myself do you know platforming for so long before it gets yeah. kind of slow and boring right i just can't connect those types of games and then the other one is uh unfortunately uh, sonic forces which was not really well received at all. Is that the one where uh, you like a year ago? You create your own character. Yes. <laughs> yep. Okay. You create your own hedgehog or wolf or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah. It's a new character. It's just not good. So yeah, Sony with a swing and a miss. Uh, and then because it's a new month, Amazon Prime of course gives you different options on PC, which is always just crazy. They give you so many games. Um, I mean, Epic Store does a lot too. But uh, for Amazon this month, you get Fury. Uh, which is a colorful, fast-paced, frenzied boss fight game that came to PC back in 2016. Yeah. I think Jason played this one for review, I think. I played it. I could be wrong. I played it because it came from Humble Bundle. and Yeah. It, was, it, it definitely looks interesting, but I couldn't really... The gameplay was a little bit rough. I couldn't really tell yeah. what to do half the time. It was kind of frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Bomber Crew, which is actually fun. It's a cute cartoon-style World War II strategic sim. Uh, basically, your job is to keep your bomber in top flying shape. Uh, Epistory, Typing Chronicles, which I, I have typing adventure game. I have played it. it that's exactly. Oh, have you? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> what it sounds like. You do. You you can walk around and or move around in on the map, and as you're moving, you'll come across enemies, and you have to type at them to to kill them, basically. I'm actually watching a trailer for it. it. Actually, doesn't look that bad, but that's weird. It wasn't that. What are you writing? Like bad. a fox? Yeah, I think so. Okay. It was, it was it was all right, but kind of reminded me of an educational, edutainment type game. Well, I mean, that's what all typing games are. I was like, feel like that. But okay. Uh, so yeah, as you got a title, typing adventure game, you control the story by typing out the words as they appear on the screen. Promises an immersive and atmospheric adventure that unfolds before you in an incredible way thanks to the origami styling. Sure. <laughs> sure. You get uh, Whispers of a Machine, a point-and-click sci-fi detective adventure with the noir vibe. That's a oh, whole lot of different categories wow. in one. That's speaking to me, though. Yeah, it does. You play as Vera, a cybernetically augmented detective in a post-AI world whose mission is to investigate murders that the mystery investigate murders that the mystery surrounding them that doesn't make sense and the mystery surrounding them is probably what it's supposed to be um, who wrote this a watching computer? The trailer. oh this trailer actually looks kind of cool oh yeah it's got some uh pixel art yeah but like more modern pixel it's not like the the 8-bit or 16-bit yeah. like it looks a little bit better than that huh i might try this one um 
you also get Mugsters. Uh, it's an indie co-op ad- action adventure game where aliens have enslaved the human race and you have the power to save the people of Earth. It's a phys- physics-based action-packed puzzle game where you need to outrun enemies, dodge dangers, and survive all while freeing other captives. Hmm. So you get all that stuff free from Amazon or Twitch Prime. As long as you have Amazon Prime, you get this for free. Just simply download the Amazon Store, the Amazon Games app on your Windows thing, which I found it works much better than the Twitch app. Uh, you get all that stuff. And then, of course, they always have their different offerings every month for PUBG, League of Legends, Apex Legends, FIFA, so on and so forth, if you're a member of Twitch Prime as well. But uh, those are the games. So half seem mildly interesting, I think, enough that I'd actually try them. And then some, like Fury, which I played before on console, I wasn't a big fan either. So I'm all set there. But I think some of these ones I'll check out this month. Nice. Yeah. Uh, not bad. Not a, not a bad selection at all. Mm. Are you ready to get upset? I, I don't know. Is it upset? Okay, are you ready to get Upsetterer? Okay. So, Dead or Alive 6. Dead or Alive, that's a series that seems like it just kind of fizzled out. <laughs> How is it not dead? Yeah, <laughs> definitely ain't alive. Um, I actually liked Dead or Alive on the original Xbox. I uh, Yeah. I remember going into my school library to download a, a video to watch gameplay of, the, of Dead or Alive pro- probably 3 for the xbox you can't do that in a public place i know but i did it anyway because i have no regard for the rules fair enough anyways speaking of no regard for the rules um <laughs> fighting game dead or alive 6 has in a recent update introduced a new form of microtransaction in which players are charged real money to change a character's hair color oh my god then charged again to change it back (laughs) so once you select it it, you do not unlock the option no 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 sir you may only have one hair color and if you are if you can't make up your mind you will pay for it (laughs) what are we the the move went live in the recent 1.60 update whose big deal was that it was going to allow for all kinds of customization options and is only an issue for playstation 4 users uh, as the only platform that this update will be released on, not anyone playing on PC or Xbox One. So it is even weirder that they are targeting PlayStation owners with this weird customization update that basically penalizes you for changing your mind. Also, so <laughs> this game, I, I looked, I looked it up because if I recall, like every time, I think I notice it more on PlayStation. This might be why they target them. Um, but they would do whenever they had like a PlayStation sale, you'd see so many dead or alive things sold individually that would be on sale for like a dollar off, whatever uh, the case is. Yeah. So I looked it up and dead or alive six, I think it's six because that's the most recent one. When did this one come out though? It's not a brand new game, right? I think it came out last year. Okay. I'll so this up. is the one has over $700 worth of DLC. Oh my gosh. And this just adds to it more. But the fact that it's not just DLC, like you could, like you said, you could just swap it out and be like, okay, I don't want this hair color. Like you're not buying multiple hair colors; you're buying a hair color to change it. To. Yeah, not even not even a hair color set of three of which you can choose from. No, no. It, what are you? What are you doing? So, no. Here's one thing that's too, some, some, somewhat similar. So Fortnite, the new season that's out now, you have secret agents. That's kind of like what you get in the battle pass. You unlock these five or six different agents. And after you complete the season or after you max out the battle pass, so the whole season, as I mentioned before, is about secret agents. And there's two groups, the Shadow and 
skulls or something like that. I forget what it is. A shadow and something. And these agents you unlock, you get their base skin. But at the end of the season, you have to pick which team they join, whether they join the shadow team or the other team. And depending on what you pick, you get a different skin for them. Okay. Those are permanent. But you can still go back to the default version of them. You just can't get the other team no matter what. Okay. There's no way to get both. But there's one character in here called Maya, I think. And she has challenges every week that the season goes on or every other week that the season goes on. And if you complete all of her challenges, you get to customize a specific part of her. So, like, uh, week one was you got to pick her tattoos. Okay. So, there's all different tattoo patterns you can pick out of, like, four or five. But once you pick the one you wanted, that's it. You were locked in. There's no going back. So, it is somewhat similar, I guess. But I don't know. It's weird. Like, I, I picked her hairstyle so far and her tattoos. And I think, like, next week's, like, her shirt or something like that. But, like, every week you just kind of pick something else. And at the end, you get this custom character, basically, you design yeah. kind of in but Fortnite. But see, like, it sounds like there was more thought put around it. Like, they didn't just go, I get, yeah. let's do that with everybody and then make it available at any time. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. Cause, and you're not paying for specific things. Like, you actually have to unlock it. So, like, yeah, you paid for the battle pass. But, I mean, there's so many different perks you get in that in, throughout a season anyway yeah. that that's not really a big deal. And, like, you're just unlocking the ability to customize this one person out of it. Uh, but you're not paying to do it. Like, you paid for the battle pass. And that's a, a feature in the battle pass. You'll get to create this character if you do all the challenges. So, yeah, I guess it's not as bad. But I just thought it's funny as you were talking about this. It reminded me of that. How it's like, well, once you pick, you can't go back. But in this case, you can. You just have to pay for it again. You, you know what? This also just reminded me. You know what else? actually makes me upset about this probably more than the fact that you could you could end up paying two dollars if you change your mind about the hair color is that it ruins jiggle physics yeah (laughs) it ruins the jiggle physics no it ruins the artistic integrity of the people who make the characters now i'm all for alternate like costumes and stuff if you have an alternate costume that changes hair color whatever that's fine but you're giving us a person in a different look that is that's fine but when you get down to the point where you're just changing someone's hair color like why can't the character just have brown hair can we at least just agree that so and so you know uh kasumi or whatever her name is she just has brown hair can that just be okay can you not make two dollars off from someone's hair color and just let it <laughs> you know what i mean but what if what if you don't have a thing for brunettes though that's the real problem is <laughs> i mean it's this is dead or alive we're talking it's about it's true I mean, it, it is if it was a different fighter game i'd probably i'm so upset about by this like this is just stupid anyway but i think i'd be more upset if this was like street fighter to be like hey let's change you know ken's hair color well, I think Street like, Fighter is getting to almost to that point. Well, so. <laughs> I guess that's true too. But Dead or Alive, like it's purely just it is eye candy fighting porn almost. Like that's what it is. So it's like I think they're probably harping on people's waifu fetishes. I mean, and just being like, well, they all got to be blondes or whatever. Like, so what you're saying is the next Dead or Alive Seven, you're going to be able to take pay a dollar and change their bust size, basically. I shocked they haven't done that already that should have been before hair that should have been first yeah right that's that's yeah oh my gosh well remember the quaint days when we used to complain about horse armor and now this is happening it's true it's true oh well and just imagine we're we're complaining because we're old old men it's true complain about games it's true like probably half our audience is like dude who cares and we're like no this is this is outrageous (laughs) so you can change the hair color just don't do it is is that that's the defense but no 
don't don't taunt me with your options because then I might think about it. <laughs> if I buy if I buy a thirty dollar gift card on PlayStation and I buy a game for twenty five dollars, I got five dollars left. I might think about changing her hair color. I don't exactly. Know. I get don't tempt me, Satan. I get angry at other people and the way they choose to spend their money. How dare you? Even though it has no effect on me whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> That's just how we live. That's how we live. Um, I think that wraps it up for this week, right? I think so. All right, so let's get out of here. But before we do, uh, where can people find you and other places you might be up to no good? Uh, right now, besides your basement, they can usually find me standing on uh, a McFlurry. No, not a McFlurry. A uh, <laughs> Shamrock, Shamrock shake. shake. I'd rather have a McFlurry. Boom! Put that in your you- shake and drink it. So if you were going to make a McFlurry, it would totally be a banana McFlurry. Right? <laughs> donkey kong's tropical freeze special oh man they should have yeah should have partnered uh yeah i would totally have a banana shake or day um would it bring them boys to the yard it would it would what were we talking about oh yeah you can find me on uh uh at heavy metal underscore riff on uh twitter you can look at pictures of my baked goods and you will never eat them you will never eat them you cannot have them. Unless you're going to the house party, maybe. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I'll have a bake sale at the, at the house party. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay for my gas to get Yes. Home. <laughs> Buy this banana pie. What's wrong with you? Who doesn't like banana pie? Uh, I'm also on Fuxtaposed, the other podcast, the sister podcast, really, to PSVG Prime. And uh, I hang out in the Discord, uh, in both of those Discords. And you can at me there as well. So you're telling people to at you. I get it. I'm so um, You can follow me on all the things at PSVG Kevin, your Instagrams, your Twitters, your Facebooks, whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm in the Discord, of course, all the time. Um, head on over to PSVG.blog to find all the different things we do as a group, all the shows, all the links to the Discords, all the Patreon stuff if you're so inclined. Uh, but yeah, overall, we just really want to thank you all for lending us your ear for an hour, hour and a half each week. We do appreciate it. And uh, more importantly... As always, we ask that you never stop eating bananas.